Bubble Butt Boyfriend Billy. Bubble Butt Boyfriend Billy. <clears throat> Hello? Hello, Michelle. I hear you like scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, snap. Well, you've got your slashers, supernatural, campy. And I know this is you, Mark. It's not the 90s. Caller ID, bro. The voice sounds good, though. Aw, thanks. So then you've got zombie, creature feature, possession. All right, Michelle, we and get it. No, seriously, are we talking psychological thrillers, vampires? Ooh, found footage. Boo, you whore. Welcome to prime time, bitch. You'll float, too. You'll float, too. Here's Johnny. I see that. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Boo You Horror. My name is Michelle. And my name's Mark. You're going to love this one because it's a scream, baby. Yeah, it is. It's Scream, released in 1996 and directed by the amazing Wes Craven. The man himself. This movie stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Jamie Kennedy, and... Drew Barrymore. What a cast. Mwah. Chef's kiss. And guess what? We've got a 90 second recap coming up. And Mark, you're going first. Oh. I need you to at least get through the Casey Becker scene <laughs> for your 45 seconds. And then I can cover the rest. All right. There's a lot of detail in that scene. I can't promise anything, but you know what? I'm going to do my best. Let's get to it. It's Drew Barrymore. And she gets a phone call. And it's a uh, wrong number. And then he keeps calling back. And she talks to him. And he's being flirty. And he t- sounds like this and she's making popcorn and he's like oh are you watching scary movies i love scary movies what's your favorite scary movie and she says halloween and then um he has her boyfriend tied up in the back and then he starts playing uh movie trivia games with her horror movie trivia games and then uh and then she uh, her boyfriend gets killed and then she gets killed and then it's we have nev campbell and everybody else and uh she is sydney and she has a boyfriend named billy and then he is uh creepy and uh, and Matthew Lillard is his best friend, and then Jamie Kennedy is the the movie guy. Anyway, you guys know this shit. Damn it! So no! basically, it's this group of friends, and everyone feels real bad for Sydney after this murder happened because her mom was murdered like a year ago, and so it brings back all kinds of memories. So throughout the movie, this killer just keeps killing everybody, but no one really in Sydney's circle until it gets later into the movie, and that is when we find out that the killer all along was her boyfriend. Billy, who's got a bubble butt, apparently. And we find out it was him and his best friend, Matthew Lillard, a.k.a. Stu, who was killed at the end, but he wasn't really killed, and he's going to come back later. Um, And there was a guy named Cotton Weary that she framed for killing her mom, but it wasn't him, and we find that out. And basically, Billy and Stu die at the end. I like how we didn't even talk about Gail or Dewey. <laughs> uh, Sydney didn't frame Cotton. Billy and Stu framed Cotton. Eh, she kind of did. She thought it was him. I think she just wanted to blame somebody and it felt good to like have someone behind bars. Like she didn't care if it was the right guy. She just wanted a guy. Oh shit. You're bringing a whole nother level to Sydney already. Okay. Okay. She's just petty. She's just like, I don't give a fuck who's in jail. No. Someone's got to pay. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mark, in the 90 second recap, you are already brought up one of my favorite parts okay good i'm glad i did something good. <laughs> <laughs> it's when casey's making popcorn i always think it's gonna be like scary movie and i'm like why is the popcorn not getting huge but it just stayed small and i'm like no that's a wrong movie i know she didn't even get to enjoy her snack damn it goes face i know 
Let me enjoy my snack first. But I also want to talk about, if you notice, there's two different types of masks used in this opening. Even though they all look similar, a lot of different molds of these masks are made for the movies. Mm -hmm. And I follow these mask groups online, and they're very particular about these masks. Like Some people go to Spirit Halloween and buy up all kinds of different variations of ghost face masks. People will even buy them because you know how masks, especially these, kind of get like wonky and warped throughout time. People mm-hmm. will buy them still like that because it's like a Gen 1 or things like that. Are you people? Like, do you own one? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I do own a Gen 1, unfortunately. I think they put them out randomly, and especially with mm-hmm. people are so obsessed with them nowadays, especially with the new movies coming out. Yeah. So the Gen 1 mask, which is the mask that has the more peanut-shaped eyes, yet a slightly slim... The peanut-shaped eyes. Yes. You should probably uh, enunciate a little bit more, because I was like, the what shape <laughs> Have a peanut shaped eyes <laughs> why do you say you say you're saying peanut peanut you're not saying a peanut, peanut. you're saying a peanut <laughs> peanut shaped eyes just kind of like the halloween movies how michael myers has different looking types of masks even though it's, it's all... like william shatner william shatner with botox william shatner with a nose job uh... exactly exactly this is just different stages of ghost face fasting it's like it's a little wider than thinner ghost face was pretty brazen in this scene because the parents show up and he doesn't run. He's like, I don't care if the parents are 30 feet away. I'm going to kill her and I'm going to finish Apparently this. neither did Drew Barrymore. She had so many chances to just run. So she stops when she gets to Steve's body, yep. which, okay, a little bit understandable. But then she stops when she sees her parents pulling in, hands on her head like, oh no, what am I going to do? Should I keep running? What do I do? It was so well done too. And that is like the standard of every Scream movie, mm-hmm. that opening kill yeah and it's a great standard to live up to absolutely so why did they start with casey you know out of all the people at their school like what did she do to she broke up with him apparently yeah. when you hurt yeah. a man's ego all things are off and he seems like that type of person to his yeah. character does the fountain scene when they're all sharing a bag of grapes for lunch <laughs> Is that what they did? They're all just like eating this bag of grapes and Tatum's like, I'm eating here, Randy. It was the 90s. No one ate in the 90s, okay? Everyone was that heroin chic and no one ate. That's why they shared a bag of grapes. That's why they were in a movie. They shared a bag of grapes and apparently Tatum took two grapes for later for the garage scene. (laughs) You know, I guess I always thought, you know, as a kid that this group of friends was like the it group. They're super popular. Not popular enough for the popular girls, apparently, in that restaurant Oh, I know. They're so mean. I guess the cheerleader, the other girl, looked goofy as hell. Oh, she did. That hair. (laughs) She was so funny looking. Yes, they come right out of the restroom, don't wash their hands. They don't wash their hands. The cheerleader, she doesn't wash her hands, and she's over here, like, touching her lips. I never even noticed that. Like, calling Sydney's mom a slut. And I'm just like, well, at least she probably washed her hands. Maybe she just went in the stall to, like, adjust her pants or she had a wedgie or something. You had to touch that lock. Anyone who's touching that lock is pooping. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. You mean the lock on the door. I thought you meant, like, you were calling, like something around your genitalia area the lock the and lock. i was like she had to t- touch her lock to pick her wedgie like what and you mean the lock on the that's, door that's another word like judy uh, judy. judy and the lock <laughs> i had to touch my judy with the lock on it <laughs> never let nobody touch your lock <laughs> <laughs> the first time i saw this movie i thought okay so if the killers wouldn't have been Stu and billy who did you think it should be because when i saw it i thought it was going to be 
the principal or I thought it was going to be Dewey. Yeah, I, you know, I was pretty young, but I do remember thinking like, I'd be weird if it's not Billy. See, and I just was blind to it. We were just like, oh, he's so hot, Billy. <laughs> and we thought like his mysteriousness was cool. And now I'm like, no, you're a weird dude and you shouldn't have any friends and you shouldn't have a girlfriend because you are strange. And it's not a good strange. It's not a quirky strange. It's a... It's a serial killer strange. Dahmer strange? Exactly. Yes. His yes. hair is super oily and apparently he doesn't wash his yeah, hands. I mean, no one does in this movie, apparently. He had the ink from the fingerprints <laughs> on his hands the next day. I was at the police station. Remember? I'm like, yeah, uh, clearly you didn't wash your hands the whole damn night either, man. What's going on? <laughs> it's so gross, yeah. And I'm like, did you not shower? No. How could he shower and keep that greasy hair? Not possible. Not possible. And it's weird because now the children of this generation are dressing like the 90s. And I'm like, you are not going to refer to the outfits from my childhood as vintage. New children. I've always loved Matthew Lillard's sweater. I would still wear that sweater. You men love your sweaters. Mark said the <laughs> it, same thing. I love it. It's just so like floppy and loose. Floppy. <laughs> wizard sleeve. That just reminds me of Borat. Her vagine hang like sleeve of wizard. That's why I said it because you always said that all the time when we wore snuggies. <laughs> That's right. Um, another big fat clue that you probably don't even notice when you've seen it for the first time was when Billy and Sydney have that first scene together where they're making out in her bedroom. He climbs up into her window and they're making out. Um, it's a weird acoustic version, but they're playing Don't Fear the Reaper. Mm-hmm. Underneath. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that. that is a clue. Halloween Easter egg as well. Mm-hmm. Also a Nightmare on Elm Street Easter egg when Billy climbs through the window, just like Johnny Depp. And he definitely has a Johnny Depp factor. Oh, he definitely does. And Tatum, uh, when she wears that jersey, that's like a Johnny Depp outfit when he wears oh. that. Uh, yeah, even It's even a little crop top like Johnny Depp has. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Now I'm thinking of Scary Movie again when the guy like makes his girlfriend put on on the jersey and then the pads and then the helmet and he's like yeah come on girl uh, yeah. Like hey, put this on with it that's right you know i'm freaky girl go on she's so funny it's just too good Speaking of Scary Movie, though, that was one of the original titles for this. Oh, that just would not work. But it's so great that Scary Movie recycled that title because it just works so perfectly. It it does. But let's talk about David Arquette because he is incredible. Yes, we love David Arquette. Um, You love David Arquette especially because of his wrestling. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) People, if you have not seen the documentary You Can't Kill David Arquette, y'all have got to see it. Oh, my gosh. That man is incredible. Just everything that he's been through. I mean, it's basically a documentary covering his wrestling career, but he had a lot of ups and downs. And like when Luke Perry passed away, that was like his best friend. And it really hit him hard. And like Luke Perry's son, Jack Perry, is a wrestler now. And I keep like tweeting the owner of AEW being like, I have a storyline for you. Bring in David Arquette to be Jungle Boy's mentor because Jungle Boy's Jack Perry. (laughs) It just needs to happen. But David Arquette, holy crap. Just watch that documentary. I want to see David Arquette wrestle in his Bozo gear. (laughs) Bozo the Clown. I went to a puppet and clown festival a couple of years ago. Because that's what Mark does. That's what I do. And it was uh, it was a very fun festival. I love puppets. I love clowns. It was, I mean, two of my favorite things. How could I not go? Anywho, <laughs> I went. It was like super early too. It was like 10 a.m. I was like, I got to get there because Bozo is entertaining. 
the children and me at 10 a.m. <laughs> so the person who took over the licensing of Bozo is Mr. David Arquette himself. He is Bozo Freaking the Clown. wild. I sent Michelle a picture a couple of years ago of me with Bozo. And she was just like, oh, cool. Mark met the guy who plays Bozo the Clown. Because it this was David. This mofo <laughs> did not tell me that it was David freaking Arquette. He sends me. He's like, I met Bozo. I, he he liked my puppet. We talked a lot. And I'm like, that is amazing. I love Bozo. Fast forward two or three years and Mark's like, oh yeah, David Arquette is Bozo. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and Mark's like, well, how can you not tell? I'm like, he's he's a clown. He has a, a wig and, and all this paint. I don't know why I thought you would assume it was David Arquette. Exactly. But... Like, why would I? Bozo, that must be David Arquette. <laughs> He was an amazing bozo. He performed and I made him a bozo puppet. And Michelle, I'm telling you, this man was the most genuinely happy human being ever receiving this puppet. He was such a sweetheart. He was just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And he goes backstage and brings back a bozo gift for me. And he's like, this is from like the 30s. And he was like, he gives me this like collectible, this bozo collectible. And he signs the Bozo uh, doll I've had since I was a kid. And he gets a picture with me. And he was just amazing. But, like, he was out there, like, just out there the whole day, like, handing out clown noses. It's because no one knew he was Bozo. Some people did. Well, some people caught on. No one knew. (laughs) But if you know, you know. What if he just comes back as Bozo the Clown and he's a wrestler? Because there was Doink the Clown back in the day. Doink? Ooh, I don't like that. It was Doink and Dink. He had a miniature version. Oof, no, I definitely don't like Doink or Dink. They're canceled now. I, I guarantee <laughs> they're, they're canceled. canceled. <laughs> um, okay, so after Sydney is at home by herself and she gets attacked, she runs up to her room and Billy shows up. But why did Billy come through the window when he knew Sydney's dad was gone? He would have just come to the front door. And these cops, this is the first and only time they show up this fast in all of the screen movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she contacts them via internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then every other movie, those Woodsboro police take their sweet ass time getting to these locations. I mean, I get it. Woodsboro's a small town, but you would think they'd be on high alert. But that's the thing is, cell phone records would have solved this murder in like 20 minutes now. Let me ask you this. What are you doing with a cellular telephone, son? Everybody's got one, Sheriff. Everybody's got one, Sheriff. I know. You just have to wait till 9 o'clock to make calls. (laughs) Okay, I know we love David Arquette, Mark. Mm -hmm. We love him. But regarding Dewey, why the hell does he live at home? He's 25. He has a nice career. That's a great salary for a 25-year-old. Why is he living at home with his sister and his mom? I wouldn't know. Maybe he feels obligated to because where is their dad? Where Where is Tayden and Dewey's daddy? Obviously, he's around because they have that big old house and it's fancy. And You don't know what the mama does. All, all these kids have big fancy homes. That's they really true. do. It's words broke. That's because they all come from double parent homes. Except for Billy. Where does Billy live? He had two parents at one time. She went to go star in Roseanne for a few years. and then. We never see Billy's house because it was too crappy to show on camera. Ugh, Billy. He's such a trash boyfriend. How he was like, Sydney, it's been a year since your mom died. You need to get over it. I'm like, why is she with him? He is garbage. She says she's sexually anorexic. <laughs> I know. Like, Sydney, give yourself some credit, okay? I know. Your daddy's leaving you at home alone even though this murderer's mm-hmm. out <laughs> and that's the thing is billy's like 
pressuring her sexually all the time. And He's then like, I'm not getting you hot. You remind me of the exorcist. How am I not <laughs> making you horny right now? <laughs> Speaking of the exorcist, we have Linda Blair in here making a little cameo as one of the reporters. That's right. And she's like, so how does it feel to almost be brutally butchered? People have the right to know. <laughs> it's like, Linda Blair, people have the right to know how it feels to be possessed by the devil. You tell us that. And then right. Sydney will give you some info. Well, she sure did turn heads. Oh. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I'm funny. You did ask fun facts in the opening. The phone that Drew Barrymore was using wasn't a prop. It was supposed to be disconnected, but the prop master forgot to disconnect it. So she was literally dialing 911 and oh screaming into the phone and hanging up. <laughs> Did the cops come? Um, uh, no, they like called her back and then they like explained the situation and they, everything was like okay after that. I gotta ask, mm-hmm. what was your favorite kill? Ooh, this is a good one. And if you pick my favorite kill, I'm gonna I'm gonna flick you in the nose. You know I'm gonna because I'm we sure ours is the same because it's the coolest one. Go ahead. One, two, two three. three. Rose McGowan in the garage. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the coolest one. It and is. Uh, they had to like put padding inside her shirt and everything because she was small enough to fit through the garage door. So they had to like stack some padding in her shirt just to make it seem like she was a little thicker. Well, and she had to be super light for that garage door to raise her because I'm like, yeah. here's the thing. I would <laughs> never. Thinking of scary movie because you're thinking of what would happen. That's exactly what would happen to me. I'd be like, this garage can't kill me because my fat butt, the garage wouldn't even open. It'd just be like, "Eh, error. (laughs) (laughs) Like my big old butt would be showing, hanging out of that door, and it would not move. And Ghostface couldn't kill me. (laughs) Error. Error. (laughs) What would Ghostface do in this situation? Like, would he just like stab you in the butt? Or he'd probably be like in scary movie, just be like confused. Like, did this chick really think she could go through this dang doggy? door <laughs> like why wouldn't i just open the garage but no i probably would just like fart and he would run away <laughs> well that definitely was in my opinion one of the best kills in this and you one. know she put up a good fight oh she definitely did she like throws the bottle she tried she, hard she really does yeah. and she she's with it <laughs> like she's like mm-hmm. okay i'm ready to kick some ass i'm gonna fight for my life yeah she does a great job rose mcgowan really killed like she's plays this character tatum so perfectly but she's so likable too like normally oh, you wouldn't yes. think like you would like that character but she made it really likable for sure even when she's first telling sydney about casey and steve she's like yeah it's pretty bad they're saying it's even worse than well it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even worse than when they fucking killed your mom. But exactly. it's so pretty bad. <laughs> exactly. I think uh, Casey probably would have been my favorite if we got to see everything. What do you mean? You wanted her naked? No. <laughs> you said you wanted to see everything. What are you talking gutted. about? Gutted. Not like, I don't oh. know. Like... <laughs> You said we. I wanted to see everything. I thought you wanted yes, to see your neck. What are you talking about? <laughs> Tell me that's not what that sounded like. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not creepy. <laughs> I'm not trying to be creepy. Um, I wanted to see them kill her and then string her. Oh, up. I'm not creepy. I just wanted to see the gory details of how they killed her. That's not creepy. You oh, know. like you don't love gore. <laughs> oh, I do. I love gore. I'm not saying I'm not creepy. You're the one saying you're not creepy. Right, Rose McGowan is our favorite because we see the head go. <laughs> I feel that Matthew Lillard stole, like, the last 20 minutes is the Matthew Lillard show, and I feel like he was improvising, but 
golly, he's talented. Yes, he is really great. And uh, he also shows up in Scream 2, even though he dies in this. No, he doesn't. He is just an extra in the in the background. Okay, but you, you just said that he died in the first one, and I, I, I don't think he did. I am so willing <laughs> <laughs> to accept Stu coming back in any form. Bring him as a ghost. I don't yeah, care. I'd love totally. to see Matthew Lillard come back. And another person I would love to see come back. Mm-hmm. Cotton, motherfucking weary. If he shows up in a sequel as the killer, I'm telling you He has you guys, all the motive. All of the motive. All the motive. It would be amazing. I would be like, yes, they did it. They did it. They, they did it. <laughs> we need to get in contact with the right people. And we need to make sure that Cotton Weary's a killer and that David Arquette goes back to wrestling. That's all we <laughs> need to do. Okay, Mark, you ready for this? There's three questions. Yes, I'm ready. Number one, would you rather yes. be stabbed five times all over your body or stabbed once in your junk <gasps> by Ghostface? And you might die from those five stabbings because it might hit vital organs. The junk in my trunk? The junk in your front trunk, your hood, because I'm talking about the papy. (laughs) The paper. What did we call it? So if I'm stabbed in the paper, I won't die. You are less likely to die from one stab wound than you are from five. So it's definitely like he definitely made contact with It is literally like the point went in the hole and it split the whole thing. No! (laughs) No, it split it in half? In theory, maybe. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. That's that's a question. That is a question. But I might not die if I'm stabbed five times because Sydney's been stabbed a many a time and Dewey was stabbed like billions of times and never died. But they usually get stabbed like once or twice in each movie. Stu, he got stabbed like five times and he got woozy. I feel a woozy air. He was just woozy though and he was still alive. So I'll take the stabbing. What about you? Where are you going to be stabbed? In your hoo-ha or five times Well, on it your just kind of depends. Like if I'm just front facing and they tried to stab the hoo-ha, oh there's gosh. like a bone down there and <laughs> oh, no. it like would just hit bone. <laughs> But it hurts really bad. I remember, like, back in the high school days, we would, like... You would do what? I don't know why it was, like, a game within us girlfriends, but we would, like, punch each other right in that bone, and it hurt so bad. I don't know why we did it. And I don't want to be stabbed there, but I think I would take the one stabbing just so that, like, I would live. Oh, man. Oof. You just gave me a lot to think about. But guess what, Mark? You've got two more questions to answer, so... If that one wasn't traumatic enough, I'm I'm ready for two more. (laughs) Would you rather wear the ghost face robe 24 7 for 10 years or the ghost face mask 24 7 for five years the robe for 10 really yeah because it's like it's like a ebenezer scrooge nightgown (laughs) and the mask would get sweaty and how am i gonna eat the robe would get sweaty too especially because it's black and hot and like yeah but i'll hike it up you didn't say i couldn't like tie it into a cute little bow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna accessorize with this robe. A scrunchie? Yes, there you go. I'm gonna put a little scrunchie. <laughs> Can I wear stockings? <laughs> Leggings. Sure, Mark. <laughs> what if so for ten years you had a nasty robe or you could wash the mask every day if you wore it for five years. Does that change your answer? But then you're not wearing it twenty four seven if you get to wash it. You don't know. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I'm washing it with my face? I'm waterboarding myself. So. <laughs> Basically. I'm going to take the robe every time. My beautiful face. I can't, I can't hide this beauty, Michelle. All right. Last one, Mark. Would you rather for the rest of your life have Dewey's limp or Gail's bangs from Scream 3? Oh, shit. I'm going to take a limp. 
because I can really? have a cool pimp cane. Like if I didn't get the limp a cool way like Dewey did, that I'm just gonna, you know, hey, have a pimp cane, walk around, what's up? Yeah, I'm gonna work that I'm gonna work that limp. I'm gonna work it real hard. You can't work those bangs. See, I would just you look You can't stupid. work those bangs. You can't. Nobody can. But you can clip them back. You could clip them back. You're going to have little clips in your hair your whole life. <laughs> because I feel like that limp, if like you were walking for an extended amount of time, it would like start to hurt after but a while. But then you can get chairs and then you can get front of the right access to all mm. rides. And with your bangs, you're just going to have goofy ass bangs and look goofy the rest of your life. <laughs> it's true. One comes with perks. <laughs> you can always use a handicapped restroom and never feel bad about it. I was at Disney World last week and I saw a lady trying to come out of the handicapped stall on one of those electric scooters and she was having like a hard time with the door and I didn't know if I should like go help her but by the time I got over there to help her uh she got out and was just looking at me like why are you standing here <laughs> so I was like sorry <laughs> we're just creepy <laughs> we are I was like I was trying to help but I didn't know if you wanted help but then you didn't need my help by the time I got here and now it just looks like I'm like bum rushing you for your giant stall <laughs> your giant stall it's like when people wait for you to leave a parking spot yes. like damn let me let me get some cool air on me first please can I choose my podcast I know please? <laughs> and sometimes when they do that and there's like a million spaces away and they just want the absolute closest one I'll take a little extra time on purpose <laughs> just part of my deconstruction of America can't spell petty without I don't know where I was gonna, can't spell pretty without petty ah there we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Let me see if I can come up with the question. Oh, no. Would you rather have to wear Gail's neon reporter outfit for the rest of your life or Stu's awesome <laughs> sweater, but it has the blood and the feathers? The blood and the feathers. <laughs> the body and the blood. Uh, I would prefer Gail's neon suit. Pant suit, skirt suit. Skirt suit. Because it's awesome. That's a great outfit. You're acting like it's ugly or something. I think it's incredible. And everyone would notice me. I'd look like a big old piece of double mint gum um, with that green. Yes, everyone would notice me. What would you pick? You would pick the sweater because you love the comfy sweater. And like, you'll just randomly show up to record the podcast in a shirt with blood all over it. And you're like, oh yeah, I was painting. (laughs) (laughs) So you wouldn't mind the the blood at all. Michelle. (laughs) Fuck, Mary kill. Billy, Stu, Dewey, go. Oh, hell yeah. I'm 100% marrying Dewey. He's so cute. He's so charming. He's a good career man. Love him. I gotta fuck Matthew Lillard because he's so funny and he's such a good actor. And like, even as the character, he's just charismatic and kind of fun, but you don't want to marry that type. And kill serial killer Billy because, ew, he looks like he needs to shower. He looked like he stank. And so, no, no, he is gone. He is dead. Goodbye. What is yours? I think I'm going to have to agree with you. On all <laughs> I, of them? I think so. I'm definitely marrying Dewey. He's the sweetest. I know he's going to be a sweetheart. He's, so he's going to stick sweet. by your side. Uh, Stu is crazy. You're going to have a good time. He likes to throw a good party. I like to throw a good party. That's true. He's a party uh, boy. Yeah, yeah. And he's just crazy. And you know you're going to get into some crazy stuff with him. Billy, just he just doesn't wash his hands. I couldn't trust him. He doesn't that. wash his hands. He he doesn't wash his hair. There's nothing. He's not funny. There, He's not sweet. There's nothing good about him. I don't know what she saw in him. I mean, I do like Billy. I do love the character. I think Skeet already killed this. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was, he's such 
such a good actor. He's just yeah. more likable as a character, as Sam's dad. He's just like a daddy serial killer. And it goes to daddy serial killer. Like, that's the weird thing. He turns into the yeah. hero by Scream 6. But it worked. Hey, it's great. I, I, I love it. I loved it. And I love Daddy Billy because Daddy Billy is way cuter than 12-year-old looking Billy with the gross hair. I want Stu and Billy to be ghosts together. Yes! If Stu's not dead, I want them him to at least come back as a ghost. They'd be and... like, we have a new meaning to the word ghost face, Sydney. Oh, you thinking it's just a ghost? She unmasks <laughs> the ghost and it's just a ghost stew. Or it's just there's nothing there because it's an invisible ghost. It's Casper. Casper! Cut, Casper. That's rap. <laughs> we did have a lot to say about this and I still have so much in my notes. Yes, because you know, Halloween started it off in 1978, but Scream really kicked off the new era of slasher and horror. And I feel like that was the original that has the reason for so many movies that came after that were similar. Definitely. Goofy, horror, uh, 90s. Good looking. Good looking cast. Oh, yes. Just a sexy, mm-hmm. creepy. <laughs> sexy, creepy. <laughs> sexy, creepy. That's what I look for. That's what I put them up dating profiles. If you like someone who's sexy, creepy. Well, that was the name of my first high school band, but. <laughs> Give it up for sexy, creepy, ladies and gentlemen. We're sexy. Yeah, yeah. We're creepy. We're creepy. We sexy. You, you. So it's just sexy, creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else do you expect? We're sexy. We're creepy. That's a banger right there. Move over, Taylor Swift. I'm coming for you. Stuck in my head now already. (laughs) You're welcome. Boo You Whore is hosted by Mark Gabaldon and Michelle Tate. It is produced and edited by Abby Anderson. If you want to support the show, rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and find us on all platforms at Pod. Hello? Ah, Stu, Stu, Stu. What's your motive? Billy's got one and the police are on their way. What are you going to tell them? Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive.